The Drive Home with Kenton Dick on Mix 96. So right now we're in the middle of, or at least at the beginning of what would normally be wedding season, but due to COVID-19, lots of weddings unfortunately been moved to 2021. I wanted to chat with a number of wedding vendors, photographers, people who run wedding venues, etc., just to talk about where they're at this year, but also to lighten the mood, talk about things that maybe have gone wrong over the years. So to kick things off, joining me, Christina Palmer, wedding photographer with CS Photos. Christina, how long have you been in the wedding photo business? Uh, I've been a wedding photographer now for almost nine years. Okay, that's quite a long time. You've been doing this for a while. It's my understanding that we're kind of in the middle of slash beginning of the wedding season. Is this when things really start to pick up? Um, yep. Yeah, summer is usually pretty cr- crazy. Um, I would say probably even like probably between uh, May and June also it can also pick up as well. Okay. Now, before we get into uh, some of your maybe more interesting stories from your nine years as a wedding photographer, this has been a very weird year for weddings. For you, as a photographer who relies on this for income, has it has it been a, a bit of a challenging year money-wise? Yes and no. Uh, like, because I had no, the income that I would be expecting for this year to be scheduled for next year, um, in that sense, it's been a little bit of a hit. But uh, also, too, when everything kind of, you know, happened, uh, it was um, it was kind of more of my dead season anyway. So it was really nice. I got to spend a lot of time with my son at home, which is always a blessing. Okay, so there are some upsides. Yeah. But next year is going to be nuts. Next, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next year is just going to be like just so many it's weddings. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so you've been a wedding photographer for nine years. You must have seen all sorts. What are some of the more interesting things you've seen from your perspective as a wedding photographer over the years? I mean, there's lots of stories, but it's kind of hard to just think of uh, a lot of different ones. But one that kind of sticks out my mind when I first started, uh, I did a wedding in Portage of Prairie. Okay. And uh, we did pictures where there was lots of geese and birds. Uh, it was a beautiful location, but um, the birds were kind of pooping <laughs> above <laughs> us. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, the bride's dress got some bird poop on her dress. Oh, no. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting because we were like all running around trying to dodge this like these bird poop. So <laughs> it's like a war zone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that for some reason um, sticks out in my mind. <laughs> I can see why. Uh, what did you do after that? Well, I mean, we finished our pictures. We just it was very quite entertaining, but we just we finished our pictures and then we went back inside after, and they managed, I think, to wipe off some of the poop or whatever. Well, at least dress. bird poop is mostly white. You know, it fits with a wedding dress. Yeah, yeah. So it, it wasn't like, you know, it was like tons and tons. So, you know, it's just, it was definitely, especially being a beginner photographer, it was definitely interesting for me. <laughs> Did, please tell me you got a photo of them realizing that she had bird poop on her dress. You know what? <laughs> that was like eight years ago, but I think I did. I think I did. Beauty. Cool. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting, Christina. Yes, you're very welcome. Thank you. Okay, joining me is Elizabeth from the Rustic Wedding Barn between Steinbeck and La Barocery. How have uh, how have things been going over at the Rustic Wedding Barn this year? Everything's been a little crazy this year, obviously, with uh, I would say 50% of my weddings have just moved to next year. Yeah, next year's going to be uh, nuts. But August, September, and October 
Yeah. I, I'm actually able to do weddings in a way that most venues aren't because I actually have two floors and I have individual bathrooms. Right. So while most wedding venues are allowed to have 50 people inside, uh, I actually have two floors so I can have 50 people per floor. So my weddings are mostly kind of going on the, with the same number of guests because most people have just over 100 guests. Uh, and so they've just cut their list down a little bit. And then we have 50 guests upstairs and 50 down. And our barn is set up in such a way that, that we have music on both floors. And so people are pretty excited that they can still have their wedding almost the way it should be. Close. Yeah. Elizabeth, you've been, uh, you know, by now a part of so many weddings. Yes. Have there been any that really stand out where things maybe didn't go quite as planned? Now, are you when you say that? Are you talking about this year or just life in general? Life in general, all of the over your years. Yeah, I've I've had actually quite a few. I had one wedding where uh, they were having the wine delivered from a wine place in Winnipeg. Okay. And fifteen minutes before dinner, the wine didn't show up. Okay. So I ran to the brokery and bought all the wine, and then the bride said. That's not my wine. Right. And I said, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> now is not the time to be complaining. Yep. Uh, I had another wedding. They uh, they booked their caterer for the wrong day, so they had no food for dinner. Oh, so, no. And so we were waiting for the caterer who never came, so we finally phoned the caterer, and the caterer said, no, I'm supposed to be there next week. So now we had uh, 200 guests and no food, so we quickly phoned Rocco's Pizza here in town. Uh, and in one hour, they had food here for 200 people. That's impressive. Delivered, and and, uh, and then in the meantime, they had uh, the other caterer was supposed to bring dishes and, and plates and cutlery, and there was none. Right. So we ran to town and bought whatever we could buy and, uh, and quickly put dinner on the table. You know, as much as you want a fancy caterer and everything, what we really all want at weddings is pizza anyways. It's true. It's true. And, uh, and, and so when these things happen, everybody kind of gets a laugh out of it. And yeah. then everybody gets on board and it's very exciting and it becomes one of those stories that people tell, do you remember at my wedding when? Absolutely. You know, and, and people actually look forward to the things that go wrong because they know that those are the future stories that they'll tell. Because nobody tells us everything that went right, but everybody talks about what went wrong and how great it was that we were able to fix it. Yeah, you guys kind of got to be a fix-all, hey? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks for chatting, Elizabeth, and uh, good luck with the upcoming wedding season, even amidst COVID-19. Thank you, Kenton. Have a great day. All right. Joining me is, uh, weirdly enough, Carly Coop. Do, 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 <laughs> I, I don't want to steal you from Corny here. Understood. <laughs> okay. I don't anticipate that's going to happen, so I'm not too worried. Uh, Carly, you've been a wedding photographer for many years. That's kind of like a, I would yeah. say a side business, but it really has been kind of the thing that's taken you through everything. It right? has, yeah. I was probably over 12 years I've been doing it. I've kind of stepped back from it now because I found other things to photograph. It was a season of my life, okay. and it was a good season and I think I probably enjoy, I enjoyed being the lead photographer, but I had way more fun being the second shooter because I, it was just, I got to show up and shoot photos. I didn't have to do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> all the editing afterwards. Yeah, like it was, it was lots of fun. And, uh, when you second shoot, you basically get relegated. Uh, the lead shooter always goes to the bride's place because, yeah. right, she's the princess. And so I always got relegated to go to the groom's places. And I, most of the time, had no clue who these people were. I would get their <laughs> name 
and location, and then I would go. And so I would always text Garth, my yeah. husband, and say, this is where I am. If you don't hear from me in an hour, call the cops, because <laughs> you just don't know. Because you're going to walk in that house. You are, and... You're just not sure what you're going to find. None. And there has been some interesting moments. I'll ring the doorbell, and I'll ring the doorbell, and I'll ring the doorbell. No one's answering. I'm like, okay, I know I'm at the right house. So I will sometimes just knock and walk in. So it's a house full of guys. Right. They can be in various states of dress and undress and soberness. Right? They're celebrating. They are partying. Crack a dawn. We got to celebrate, man. You're getting married today. And knowing guys, I'm assuming they didn't really care all that much no. if they were in their underwear in front of others. No. So I <laughs> I learned very quickly to walk into a room with my eyes down <laughs> and then just kind of, hey guys, and then I'd introduce myself and a few times, I kid you not, it was, oh yeah, the groom's down the hall near the kitchen, so you go down the hall near the kitchen and one time I walked into the kitchen and there was a groom walking down the hall to uh, go get in the shower with his towel around his shoulder. I was like, okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> Any one of those other guys this... could have warned you. <laughs> yeah. Any one of them. Yeah, no. And so there's moments like that where, you know, in the moment you kind of laugh and just go, I can't believe this. So there's those funny moments. And usually by the end of the night, I have a great group of people I'm hanging out with. The groomsmen are always right. a party. Yeah. They're not worried about their hair or their dresses. They just are there to support their friend. And it's always good. And they have such good stories. So there's yeah. been lots of late nights. Yeah, it's been good. And lots of new friends. Tons of new friends. And the cool thing is some of these people I'm still friends with on Facebook. And, you know, they've had babies and uh, you you connect with them that way. Lots of good times. So talking weddings, how could you forget Brenton from Summer Bounce and now Temptation Rentals, Tent Rentals as well? Brenton, how many weddings do you think you've been a part of? As a company, we've probably done about 11 to 1,200 weddings and socials kind of combined like weddings and socials, those are some pretty big milestone events, and we've done, yeah, between like 11 to 1,200 of those. And for a lot of those, you've been an MC and a DJ as well, right? I have. Personally, I've done about 30% of <laughs> the total number of events for the company. That's a lot of weddings. You must have some interesting stories from those times. Any any you'd be willing to share? Uh, yeah, I do have a lot of interesting stories. In lifetime events, there's always something. Right, Murphy's always there, always lurking, <laughs> and just waiting for the opportunity to pop up. Tell me, There's tell a, me a couple of the stories you've got. Well, I remember one. It was like off the fifty nine, like Otterburn area. Okay, yeah. And it was a great wedding. We did the introductions. I was the MC, and you know, we introduced the wedding party, and everybody was just excited. But there was one particular guy, a guest there, that was just really excited. We couldn't quite figure him out. He was just like super, just like ready to go for everything. It doesn't matter what we... He, he would almost be like a heckler in the crowd. And so we were like, okay, you know, we'll keep an eye on this fellow. But he seemed super excited in a positive way. And halfway through the, the party and the dancing, the dance floor is full. And if, you, if you've if you ever been inside of a, a tent uh, when they're having a wedding, there's generally lights strung about. Oh, yeah, all over the place. Exactly. And in the middle of the dancing, this guy, the overly excited guy from before, runs in and runs up to two of his buddies, and he motions to them to put their hand out. And if you remember in middle school or in junior high, you know, you tell your buddies to put their hand, their fingers together and hands out, and you put one leg in there, and you kind of do that, that backflip thing, right? Oh, yeah, I did those. I'm like, no, no, oh, not no. at a wedding, no, <laughs> no. And so I'm looking at the surroundings, and is a string of lights. I'm like, no, 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 not at a wedding. And so I rush over. And I motioned to him, no, 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 shake my hand, no, 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 don't do that. And he kind of looked at me, 
and ignored me. And his buddy was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> and he put his foot in his buddy's hand. And the buddy, I saw for sure his leg was going to go up, hook the light, and just bring the whole thing down, you know. Just ruin the party. Luckily, his leg did not hook the light. His leg didn't even go that high. But he did flip 180 and his face planted into the plywood dance No! He crumpled like a cheap chair. <laughs> he was done. Life at the party, all the oh, way up until that goodness. point, and now he's out. He was done. His buddy looked at me. I was like, you know what? This is one of those moments where I can say I told you so, but I think my face says it all. <laughs> I don't know how he managed to, but they finally scooped him off the floor. and you know they. Yeah, you too. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Again. Uh, we didn't see him again, and I was like, man, I feel so bad. But the lights, so bad. the lights were safe. The lights were safe. Yeah, yeah, we kept dancing, man. We partied till like 2 in the morning. It was a good time. <laughs> it was such a great wedding. He did not ruin it. He did not ruin it. So, so that one definitely stands out to me. Awesome. But even in a party, right, there's always fun things that happen, but there's actually things that you would never even think would happen before the party. Mm. For example... A tent is a large structure. Yeah. Like, massive. Yeah. You saw that video I sent you? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty impressive. Thank you. Thank you. They're, they're huge. And we, we were to put up a tent inside a, you know, to, to, to not name names, but at a park in the uh, southeast area. Uh-huh. And we were given very strict instructions. Put this tent to start at the third tree. <laughs> okay. Now, there is tree number one, and it is a big gap. And then there is tree number two, three, four. So we're like, okay, well, we're assuming that we wouldn't want to block this driveway, so let's start at tree number two and use that as number one, right? Yeah. And so we set up uh, all of our things to get the tent ready, and we put these pegs into the ground. They're three and a half feet. We pound them all the way down. Like, you need crazy manpower to put them into our jackhammer, and we lay the whole tent out. The client's not here, but this is what she said. She drew us a picture. Shows up later on, and she's looking, and she's looking. And, I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding you. Her name was Karen. <laughs> Her name was actually Karen. And fits the bill, I imagine. Oh, my goodness. So she shows up and she looks at us and she looks at the tent, which is not all the way up, but about a third of the way up. And she looks back at us and she's like, that's not tree number three. Well, what do you mean? Uh, it starts right there. She's like, well, no, 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 no. Tree number one is over there on the other side of the driveway that I wanted you guys to block. Oh, Karen. no. Did you guys said, have to well, do it all over again? Well, you know, we, we had a decision to make at that point. We we're like, <laughs> you know, do we do we just, you know, pull rank and say, listen, Karen, listen, we were already a third of the way through this tent, this massive structure. We already invested two and a half hours of manpower, six people in the sun. We, it's not feasible to move it for anybody. But we did what you think you should do. And you said to the customer, well, what would you like? Bad idea. Oh, Karen yeah. says, move the tent. And everybody on the crew mm. that can overhear, they're within earshot, everybody just froze. <laughs> you see that slow head turning like... Everybody's you? shoulders drop. Are you serious? And Karen says, yes, yes, move the tent. I want to I block the way. Oh, okay. All right, Karen. So we move Karen's tent. Right? Yeah. Now we're like another 45 minutes past that and have to start over again. 
So we are basically three hours over time or, or behind. We set up the tent. The tent is done. We're all dying of heat stroke. Then in comes a really, really jovial, cool-looking dude. And he's like, hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> we're like, we're great. We're just packing up. We're leaving. He's like, so question for you. Um, why is the tent over here? Oh, no. What, what, what do you mean, cool dude? You were nice to us up until that very moment. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, the tent's supposed to be over there. Where you'd first uh, set it up. Where we first set it up. I'm like, no, 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 no. Karen said, <laughs> and I, I, I'm telling you, man, I can't even make this stuff up. He looks at us and he yells, Karen! <laughs> <laughs> no! We're like, you know what? You guys are going to have to start this out. Uh, here's the bill for the extra time because Karen said, charge me for it. And, uh, yeah, so those definitely stick in our minds. Oh, love it. You know what? I, yeah. Awesome to hear from, from people who've been in the business a long time because just the things you hear, I've realized over the years that every business has their stories. <laughs> every business has their stories and weddings. I mean, we've all, we've all, most of us have had one and, uh, we've all been to them. So nice to hear yeah. some of the background. Thank you. Cool. Thank you for giving me a chance to share. Thanks. Thanks for sharing, Brenton. No problem. And good luck as we head into wedding season, even if it is a bit of a weird one. Yeah, it's not too bad from the outdoor event perspective because there's smaller gatherings. So right. we're getting phone calls. We're getting set up right. some tents. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an interesting one. Things starting to pick up after the whole COVID-19 thing, and now that things are opening up a little bit, you guys have have, have more work? Uh, from a tent perspective, yes, we're putting up a lot of event tents. Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, not many in, in um, indoor weddings right. or, or social that would have normally happened right. for DJ and right. these services. Has it been, I apologize if this is maybe a bit of a touchy subject, but has it been a bit of a, a tough year for you guys financially over at Summer Bounce? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's, I mean, like for any business, it's hard. Uh, yeah. Definitely got to really, you know, pay close attention to how we do business and how we maintain all of our our relationships with our customers and proper cash flow management for any business is important because that's how we keep the doors open so that we can actually be around yeah. for when our clients come back. Yeah, and I'm so sure a lot of businesses are struggling. Yeah. Uh, so are we. Definitely, definitely struggling with it. But you know, it, this is the point where we. We can be flexible, and we can adjust what we have to do, and we can make make reservations now so that we can still be in business this year to next year, and, and that pushes all the business revenue back by two years for anybody who is in the, the wedding business. So, yeah, next year might be busy, but it doesn't mean that wedding businesses are going to make any more money because now they're only earning their 2020 money in 2021. Yeah, and they all got to make it to that. If they do. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for chatting, Brenton. And uh, I wish you all the best as we head into this wedding season. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you can handle the next couple of years. Thanks for chatting. All right. Talk soon. Yeah. Bye. bye. All right. And finally joining me is Teresa Bergson. And first off, tell me, what's your role in weddings that you work on? I'm a wedding planner and a marriage commissioner. Wedding planner and a marriage commissioner. I can kind of get a picture of what a wedding planner is. What's the marriage commissioner side of things? Yeah, it's it's the legal part of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, bestowed with the honor from the province of Manitoba to be able to solemnize marriages in the province of Manitoba. And and how long have you been doing this? How many weddings do you think you've been a part of? Uh, let's see. Let's think about that. <laughs> I've been doing it for 10 years. Okay. 
average between 10 and, say, 20 a year. Okay, so let's say 15 <laughs> a year. That's 150 weddings. 150 weddings. Yikes, that is a lot by it's now, hey? awesome. Oh, I love that you love it, though. You must you must have loved weddings before you got into this. You, you know what? I really did. Like, that. you know, I was the kid who dressed up Barbies and made dresses. And, <laughs> and then when my girlfriends were all getting engaged and having showers, and I, I can't even tell you how many times I've been the maid of honor. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like, man, you did a great job for Anne over there. I want you on my wedding. Yeah, I kind of did work that way a couple of times. And you're like, we're not even friends. No, no, no. Can I just phone you up and, you know, arbitrarily just say, hey, I heard you did a really good job. <laughs> I know we don't know each other. No, no, none of those. None of those. Um, it, uh, it just evolved. And as we grew up and grew older, uh, I started helping plan other people's weddings and friends of friends and cousins of friends kind of a thing. And it just grew into something that I really enjoy. So, you know, when you love something, you do a really good job, I hope. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and and when you love something like that, I mean, then you then you can have fun with the job at least. I get to see everybody's happily ever after. Yeah. Like, how much more can you ask in a day? Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. So, ten years of this, 150 weddings ish. You must have some very interesting stories. Tell me one or two of your best ones. One or two. I've got some good ones. <laughs> I bet. Um. So the first thing I tend to ask couples. Um, is, you know, how did they propose, right? I want to know, you know, where did this start? How did we get there kind of a thing? So oh, yeah. um, I did have a poor gent who, you know, they their favorite place, this couple, was Rushing River. So in the fall, he decided, this is where I'm going to propose. So they, of course, packed up a picnic, and they went and, you know, sunset and such, and then they got there a little later than they should have because they hit a bear, <laughs> did he still propose after hitting a bear? Did. He did. They went back a couple weeks later. And and the worst, it just was kind of like one after the other. So they got there and it was, you know, a little darker and they were expecting the lights to come on around Rushing River. But however, in the fall, of course, there isn't as many campers and there were no lights. <laughs> so they were in the dark, you know, basically doing their his proposal by uh, flashlight, so to speak. Uh, here's a guy who did all the planning necessary oh, to be guy. a romantic. Poor guy. Just couldn't catch a break. Have you ever had any any like weddings have 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 hiccups or things things going wrong that just absolute fluke? Well, uh, I, as a planner, I had one where the marriage commissioner was quite late to show up. That were to the point of where they're like, "Ah, uh, hey, can you fill in?" kind of a thing, and I'm like, "Yep, absolutely, I can fill in, no problem." Right? Um, I've had uh, you know very few bridezillas. Cake didn't arrive. I've definitely have had that. Um, musicians didn't arrive. I've definitely had that. Uh, you know, the little elements that are really important to have as your day goes through smoothly, uh, you know, it, it, it helps to have somebody in place who is going to say, okay, they're not there, let's go on with the next thing and carry through so that it's not too crazy. Sometimes the stuff that goes wrong is really what, all that we remember. I promise you, you will look back and laugh on this, or you're going to go, holy heck, how did we get through that without losing our minds, right? <laughs> but you do, you, you thoroughly look back and you don't really remember the really crummy stuff. By and large, most people are pretty happy just to get through their day because they're exhausted, right? Yeah. And they spent months on it, so just get through it. Thank you so much for chatting, Teresa. My fun! My fun! Awesome. <laughs>